Spencer Love with Brent and Jeff. I've fallen and I can't get up. This is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Brent. And I'm Jeff. And we're here to close out our James series. Excited. It's been 10 episodes strong, this being the 10th one, and we are excited to be wrapping up James and kind of sad to see it go, but uh, just excited about all the things God had in store for us through this series and tonight's episode how to save a life jeff i'm excited we got a lot of we got a great topic in store and some great music ahead yeah it's amazing that i remember we first started doing series and we were like whoa four episodes six episodes now we're like 10 i think our psalm series was like almost 20 that was our record record breaker that was like the marathon which you could imagine i mean it's appropriate for a psalm series to be the longest considering there's 150 chapters but uh, (laughs) now we're just you know we used to be like are we going to be able to get enough out of like for a whole show (laughs) and now we're doubling up you know two shows per chapter that's pretty impressive i think (laughs) we're getting deep in here but it's church you know this is our church this is, you know, somebody might be listening. They might never set foot in a church and hear a sermon, but, you know, we're here. We're here to teach. <laughs> not really teach. That's not the right word, but we're here to uh, to discuss what the Bible says in a way. Hopefully people listen and receive it and yeah. um, hopefully to save lives, which yeah. is what we're talking about tonight. And um, we've got lots of great music for you. FM Static, Seven Day Jesus, Audio Adrenaline, Ace Troubleshooter, et cetera, et cetera. And um, Jeff, I was just thinking, like, the whole point of the altar life from when we started doing this way back in the day was to encourage believers, you know, to live a life that is called out, that is on fire for God. And, um, you know, James is talking tonight in our chapter that we're going to get into to the brothers and talking about those who may have strayed from the truth. And so this goes right along with their altar life and what we're all about and encouraging the body to do what it's supposed to do (laughs) and in this context tonight to save our brothers from getting lost forever (laughs) the wanderers and i'm just so excited because um you know we haven't really talked about an episode like this in the past necessarily and i'm just excited to see what god has in store yeah i mean we're we only are focusing on two the last two verses of the book of james tonight so we got lots to talk about and lots that we can draw from these two verses and we'll read them brethren if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sin the altar life seeing isn't believing believing is seeing and uh thanks for listening this evening we're gonna just kick right into the topic here you know how to save a life and uh, James is talking to brethren. He's saying, brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from, the, from death. You know, we should be active participants in the body. And as we see brothers wandering from the truth and, um, you know, as we just dig into that, you know, the ultimate goal, we don't want our brothers to be lost, you know, um, you know, and sometimes it can hurt us where someone, you know, you've, you've had fellowship with, you've, you know, you've been with, you know, you've had awesome Bible studies together, you've prayed together, you've, you've had that fellowship within the church. And then you start seeing that brother getting wrapped up in this stuff that's not good and or wandering from what they know is true or what you know is true. And James is talking to those 
to that situation tonight to kind of encourage the body to, um, you know, what do I do? You know, how do I, you know, the friends that I have, the, the brothers that I have, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to let them go or am I supposed to help them out? Um, and James is kind of enticing those folks to, you know, to, to go out and save them, help turn them back. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Everybody Needs Love by 7A Jesus, a 90s flashback. Before that, you heard, I guess you would say, the title track, How to Save a Life by the Fray. Not many people know that the uh, they started out as a Christian band. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I think I they know. still they profess Christianity, but not necessarily they call themselves a Christian yeah. band. That's like the taboo thing now. Because yeah. then you don't, you're not as marketable, which, you know. We have our opinions on that, but anyway, yeah. but anyway, it's a good song and it fits it is the show. A, it's so. a great song, and the, the story behind the song is it is an interesting one. He was involved in doing like a mentoring thing with with teens, troubled teens at a camp, and uh, there was one kid that kind of was paired up with him, and he just couldn't get through to him. The kid was struggling with drugs and different things, and and uh, basically, you know, he just kind of the guy he just lost him, you know, and and they missed an opportunity. Whether I, I can't remember if he actually passed away or he just went off and did his own thing but um you know it's kind of like how do you how do you get through to somebody we're not trained you know there's not enough training out there to reach out to the lost and uh maybe it's because we weren't designed to be wanderers from the truth we were designed to to be worshipers of god and uh in in the cool of the garden with him speaking and communing with him and it's not in our nature to rescue I guess, you know, yeah. we have the inclination, we have the desire to, but as far as like the, the how to, you know, the manual, it, it's really hard. And, and a lot of times we, in, in, a, in an effort to save face, we do nothing. We just allow things to happen because we don't want to make a mistake. We don't want to get our hands dirty because we might fail and it might, you know, might be a difficult thing to, to focus on. Yeah. We don't want to be the ones to cause the rift because a lot of times when, when the other, it's hard to tell someone that they're wrong or that... <laughs> They're wandering. No, I'm not, man. I'm all right. You know, like you, you get into those conversations, which are never easy ones. And, um, you know, that's why it's not a good idea to just shoot off at the mouth and like, you know, just start telling people how bad they are. I mean, there's a way to do this that, you know, is right. And um, so we can c- continue on talking about that as we go. But the concept is we shouldn't just be sitting around doing nothing. You know, we should we shouldn't just be watching our brother get lost. And we should be an active participant in helping to be able to be used by the Lord to bring him back. That was My Friend by DC Talk, another song that just paints a perfect picture of what we're talking about tonight. Someone decides, I've had the truth, but there's something else out there that I need to explore or try. Um, it's that whole still haven't found what I'm looking for syndrome. And... Uh, you know, DC Talk, they hit it, you know, on a couple different ones of their songs. And I think they had a realistic uh, view of what could happen when you're in, you know, whether it's in the Christian culture, when things are going well and you, you're brought up, especially, you know, for those of us that listen to the, that are listening to the show, those of us that are doing the show that grew up in the church and you get that aspect where it's like, well, I've never really gone out and tried those things. And I th- that's a, a huge it's a huge lie that we feel the need to go out and try those things, but we all do it. We all, yeah. we all like, well, it can't be that bad. I mean, look how many people do it. I mean, it, there's gotta be something there, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, and the enemy, he'll do, if he can't get you from the time you're born, you know, if you're, if he, if he can't prevent you from being born into a Christian family and raised Christian, then he's going to sow that seed that there's something out there better than God. 
and that's why we wander you know <laughs> it's that we think there's the truth end and uh it's you know man what you doing <laughs> the altar life with brent and jeff all right that was relying k what have you been doing lately it's a hard question to ask those that we grew up with and yeah, we all wandering. Have, you know, both you and I kind of grew up in the church and have, you know, friends that we had in youth group, uh, people that we hung out with that were sitting right next to us in church that were, you know, different times in retreats or different like, you know, youth outings were like, you know, sharing testimonies and just like all on fire for God. And right now where they are, it's like, it makes you sad. It's like, you know, you're not where... You know, we're we're still loving the Lord and we're still serving Him, and like, where are you? You know, it's like you got lost somewhere. And um, you know, I think God's heart breaks for that. You know, and it's the prodigal thing. You know, he because the prodigal wasn't like an unbeliever. The prodigal yeah. was in the family and wandered from the truth, and now is wandering around in a pigsty. <laughs> you know, looking for food to eat, <laughs> and um. You know, how how special is it if God is able to use another brother to to reach out to that wandering soul and to kind of say, you know what, you can come back. You can come back and God still loves you. And a lot of times it's the truth about who God is and the love that you have for that person. That's what draws someone back. You know, it's not about, um, you know, teaching them a sermon. They already know the truth. You know, it's like it's not about witnessing about Jesus, you know, about the cross necessarily because they already know like the cross they already know jesus and that he died for your sins like there isn't any verse that they haven't probably already heard and so a lot of times it's not effective to just keep telling them things they are yeah they know that and it's something in their hearts that that god has to deal with and you know what a lot of times it's just our love it's just it's the reaching out and saying you know what i know that you're struggling with some things but you know if you ever need me i'm here and it's the you know, it's the reminder that God loves them, <laughs> that draws them back. You know, it's your kindness that leads me to repentance. You know, it's not the the the, the sermon, yeah, because <laughs> the sermon just goes in one ear at the other a lot of times, and uh, we forget that as Christians because we know the answer and we think you know we should just tell you what the right answer is and you're just going to go do it, and um, that should be the end of it. But you know, have you ever, if you've been in that situation, that was the last thing you wanted to hear. You just wanted to know someone still loved you. That was Angels by All-Star United. We love the 90s music here on The Altar Life, and we hope you do too. Uh, that song is great. Just talking about someone who's kind of gone off, gone off wandering, and, um, you know, angels are following her. God's, God doesn't lose his kids. Not like me and my wife <laughs> when we get distracted or whatever it is and our kid decides to wander off. God, God knows exactly where those prodigals are. And you might be a parent who has a prodigal son or... Um, you know, you might be someone listening. And you're like, man, I'm not going to church. That's where all the people they just tell me those same stuff all over and over. And I know, I already heard it. You know, it's not anything different. Like Brent was saying, this is this is about the brethren here. This isn't about like, hey, that's an unbeliever, and you need to bring them to the truth. It's not about like, you know, selling the kingdom of God. These people had already made the commitment. They already bought in. This is people who become dissatisfied and walk away. And that's that's a totally different thing that we're talking about here. I mean. To think that there is anything in us that could 
entice someone to come back to what they already know is it's daunting that God's saying, hey, you can do this. You have the ability to win people back to me, to show an example. And it's not anything that we say. It says, it's, it's great because he says if someone turns him back, he turns him back. He doesn't say he, he, he talks him back. And it yeah. says that let him, he turns a sinner from the error of his way. He will save the soul and cover a multitude of sins. It's not about pointing fingers and placing blame. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Dry Bones by Gunger. A double play by Gunger, and uh, tonight it's our unbelievable segment yet again. Yes. And we're going to be talking about how things should be left the way they are. I know. Because some things are just good, and they were made good, and they don't need to be updated. They don't need to be brought into the new millennium. No, they don't need to be made more relevant. No. They don't need to, you know, it's all marketing. It's like, how can we sell another one of those and make it seem cool and different? Where I love when they just don't even do much changing. They just change that package and they say it's the new and improved. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, the old one was good. Why do you need to go down that, down, go down that path? Like we were talking about Lifesavers, you know, and Lifesavers. Hence the when, title when of I, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why we're talking about it. But we were thinking about, like, I remember the role of Lifesavers. We had about, like, you know, 10 of them in there and, like, the little role. And uh, there was the classic four flavors you know and they alternated yeah. in the role and like that was lifesavers and that was great i mean everyone bought them it was like what you had like your mom was with them out in church and passed them down the row you know that was like the yeah. the approved church sucky thing yeah. <laughs> i don't know what you want to call it yeah that's and, pretty uh, much that's the way to put it. Yeah, whatever word. <laughs> yeah so but then they went out with like well, let's put them in a bag make them more individually, individually wrapped. wrapped. Oh, it's horrible. So much extra wrapping. It made them more expensive. <laughs> and let's, let's, let's also then throw in like extra flavors. You know, let's make them tropical punch and like, you know, <laughs> pina colada. <laughs> it's like, I'm only eight. I shouldn't be having pina colada. <laughs> what is this? Like, it's no. like Jack Daniels <laughs> lifesavers or Captain Morgan lifesavers. <laughs> Put it in perspective. That's ridiculous. Give me an orange one. You yeah. know, give me a red Cherry. one. You want know the red and the orange and the light color, whatever that one was. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't. I think it was don't stray. <laughs> Maybe it was. I don't but know. don't stray. You no, know, it's got to be the good stuff. It happens all the time. Like with movies, you like you build a great movie, and they're like, oh, let's make it, let's redo it. You know, yeah. make it better. And it's like that was horrible. Like, stop it. It was great because before the year two thousand, in order to make something sound new, it was like, you know, millennium. <laughs> you call it. This two thousand, and now it's like, yeah, dude, that was eleven years ago. <laughs> well, now it's three thousand. Yeah. You got to make it sound really current or futuristic. And like almost. a classic one that's done this a lot is and reinvented themselves over and over again is Coca Cola and Pepsi. Like yeah. they're always reinventing, and now they're going back to like a previous recipe, like Pepsi. Yeah. I saw that it's called like Pepsi Retro, or yeah, it's like let's bring back the old one and say it's cool now because. <laughs> Because we screwed up the last 10 years with what we had. <laughs> it's like, just stick with what worked and, this, and people will love it. Yeah, my least favorite updated thing is Mr. Pib. I love Mr. Pib. It's like my favorite soda. And they changed it to Pib, Pib Extra. Oh. But just the letter X, not the EX. Because I was like, oh, maybe it's just like a different version of Mr. Pib. And then I looked it up on Wikipedia, most reliable news source ever. Absolutely. And it was like... 
Pib Extra, formerly known as Mr. Pib. I was like, they changed the name completely? He's not a mister anymore? Come on! It was direct competition for Dr. Pepper. He kept him on his toes. Anyway, we could go on forever about nonsense like this, but thanks for tuning in to The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. We're in episode 10 of our James series, wrapping things up, and we've come a long way, you know, through these five chapters. We started off, I can't believe, like two, two and a half months ago, yeah. basically, and um, it was with passing the test, James 1, and uh, we did three episodes based out of James 1, actually. We really hit the ground running. Passing the test, the cycle of sin, and don't just hear it, just do it. I think that, you know, chapter one was so chock full, we had to stretch it out as much as we could, and then playing favorites, which was about partiality and not showing it, we can work it out, put your faith into action. Only You Can Prevent Forest Fires, which was the tongue episode. War of the Worlds, which was about the difference between heavenly wisdom and the wisdom of this world. A slice of humble pie, which is what we always need to take with us because we have pride. And then finally, last week, Living on a Prayer, the power of a prayerful life in in a righteous man. And tonight, how to save a life. How to turn someone back from the error of their ways. We've come a long way. And uh, you can review all those episodes on our website for the next week or so, www.thealterlife.com. And you can tell your friends about it as well. If you know somebody who likes the book of James and wants to hear it done in a different way, that's what The Alter Life's here for. That's that's one thing that I think that, you know, we arrow two ways when we're, we're the observer of a brother who's wandering from the truth. You know, we... We either err from on the side of like, well, let's just not get involved because, um, you know, we're just going to get into an argument. We don't really want to get that messy with somebody because really like, you know, it's their business. And we kind of have the attitude like, well, they'll figure it out. And Oh, God's sovereign. He'll figure it out for you. know, and if God's calling you to get involved, get involved, you know, go back to a previous James episode, you know, just don't have faith. He's going to, you know, he's going to get back, actually help him back. Take some action. Put your put your uh, actions where your thoughts are and where, where your where your your mind is. But the other side of it too is like sometimes we plan on getting involved in things that we shouldn't be involved in, or we get involved in such a way that it actually pushes the person further away because we come with our agenda. We come with our because we're so smart and we've got our act together attitude. And uh, Christian, you know the, the the brothers like see what I'm talking about. That's why. Why I'm wandering because of you, people like you, <laughs> and they can use you as another excuse to uh, stay stay away. Yeah. And uh, I mean that, that's kind of where we are. And I guess God would call us to be right in the middle, you know, to to listen to His voice and to obey God if He's calling you to get involved and to represent Christ. And Christ is loving, you know. I just think of like the the adulterer, you know, running to Him and being. You know, with the Pharisees chasing with rocks. I mean, isn't that us? Sometimes yeah. we're just like, sinner, get yeah. him. And we're like chasing. And then God says, you know, look, he, you know, has, he who hasn't sinned, cast the first stone. Everyone like starts dropping their rocks and walking away because no one, everyone is in need of, of a savior, you know, and we're all screwed up, you know, we're all prone to wander, but yet, you know, we can find ourselves permanently in God's plan and in God's hand, you know because of Jesus and what he's done. And ultimately, what is it about? It's pointing back to Jesus and saying, look how Jesus still loves you. Like he still wants to forgive you. He's still there for you. You're still his. You can run as far away as you want to, but you're still his kid. Even though if you're in the pigsty, you're still the son and, and the, or the daughter, and you haven't gone too far away yet. 
And, um, you know, tonight you may be thinking about those people or he might be one of those people, <laughs> but you might be thinking about those people like, you know, yeah, we used to hang out in youth group and I, you know, they I think about him all the time, but I know he's off doing whatever. And I wish I could, well, pray about it because God might have an opportunity for you to, to jump into his life and to shine Jesus in a way that he might not be used to seeing. Um, and who knows, maybe you can save a life. That was Call Me by Cadet. And this is a, a great song because it's from the perspective of someone who is reaching out to their friend, you know, talking about what they used to do when they were young. You know, it's exactly what Brent was talking about. You know, people you grew up with in youth group, you know, he talks about, you know, <laughs> they could toilet paper somebody's house. Like when they were 13, he talks about what things were like. And he says, you better call me if you're going under, if, you know, before I lose another friend to misery. And, uh, you know, I, I've done, I've lived this, uh, I feel lonely sometimes because I look at my life and uh, I think about the friends that I used to have and my, the decisions I've made in my life have taken me one way and they've decided to go another way. And uh, it's, a, it's a hard thing because they don't think they're wrong. I, you know, maybe I'm stubborn. I don't think I'm wrong. But, you know, you, you don't know how to reach out to that person because you don't really know what, what went wrong or what, what chased that person away or vice versa. Um but uh, you know, ultimately, it comes down to where's our heart and where where is the love of God in this situation? How can God reconcile the relationship, not just for you, not just because you feel bad, but for the benefit of both parties and for that person's livelihood? You know, their their ultimate the out, ultimate outcome to bring them back to God. You know, because yeah, you lost your friend, and that's sad. But what matters is. Are they wandering from the truth and do you need the truth to get to them more than just, I want to be their friend and hang out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I wrestle with that. So, um, you know, that song's always encouraging to me. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. Verse 20 in our passage tonight, you know, the end of James 5, um, when he says, and someone turn, if someone turns it back, let him know that he turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death. You know, the ultimate end of a wandering brother can be death. This is serious, people. <laughs> you know, this isn't just, oh, you know what? You know, he's still a Christian. You know, God, it doesn't matter if he's really walking or if he's in sin because God, you know, God knows. You know, it's like, no, like... The eventual end of him could be death. And, you know, sin and living in sin, it's not something It's not something that shall be trifled with, you know, to quote Prince's Bride. And it's, it's, a, it's not a, um, it's, it's a serious subject. And, you know, we have a responsibility in being in the body of Christ to watch for our brothers and to help our brothers and keep our brothers accountable. And I almost hate saying it that way because in the Christian circle, it's somewhat turned into like a, a tattletale kind of thing yeah. or um keep each other accountable so like means i get to be in your business and you know i have an accountability partner but we both do the same sin it's like <laughs> you know what i mean like you get into that whole thing and it's like no i mean it's like living righteously <laughs> um and it's living before each other and being able to step up and speak truth when you see one of your brothers going astray yeah i mean the 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 gospel is this that Jesus came and loved us so much that he laid down his life for us. And we, you know, he says no greater love than for someone to lay down their life for their friends. And if these people are our friends, they're the body of Christ and we're not willing to get into the dirtiness 
and the muck of what the body of Christ is all about, then we don't deserve to be in it. You know, that's harsh, but I mean, and we don't. Yeah, I mean, we don't deserve <laughs> to be in it anyway. But it's like, well, why are you in it if you're not if you're not willing to commit to the grittiness of it? And I feel like we talked about it earlier, and uh, it's something that God's been kind of teaching me a little bit is that. You know, with all the drama that's been going on, and drama is probably not the best word, but the tragedy that's been going on in our entire world, you know, Japan, and, you know, going back to Katrina in America and things like that that have gone on. And we look at the TV and we feel bad and we think that that's enough because we feel guilty, we feel bad, but we do nothing. You know, it goes back to the Good Samaritan. It's the people who go to the person that is in trouble and help them. Those are the ones that God recognizes. That's something to think about when we look at this in the, in in terms of our the body of believers and those that are wandering astray. And um, we are very excited to be coming to the end, but a little sad at the same time. Um, yeah. We got three Sorry. more songs for you that are just going to hit so hard, <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna get you in tears. I'm convinced. I don't know. Um, they have me just really thinking about everything and just in the aspect of my life being the person that's been errored <laughs> however uh-huh. you say that in error and then also be the you know the bystander that's kind of like well should i get involved or sh- what should i do you know you're, you're in all these different places the next song that we're playing for you newsboys entertaining angels and you're like oh yeah i've heard this song a hundred times but listen to the lyrics of this song man it will rock you so hard and i'm just listening to it and he says you know will you take me back again <laughs> you know it's someone coming to god and saying and you know, Jesus says there are joy, there's joy in the presence of the angels when one sinner turns, when one comes back. The, the angels are having a party. And that's that, that could be you tonight when you're sitting there, you're listening. If it's you listening to the show that need to turn, get those angels. Man, they got, they're ready to put the noisemakers in, into action. Just <laughs> don't keep them waiting. You know what I mean? They're ready to flash the lights up and down and have, like, an angel rave. (laughs) (laughs) Just to wrap up, you know, as we've been talking about this, I kept thinking about the old hymn, Come Thou Fount, and it's really cool because I love the verse in it that says, Jesus sought me when a stranger. You know, the one who's the example of pulling us back is Jesus because, he, you know, he sought me when a stranger. I was wandering from the fold of God. He, to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Oh, grace, how great a debtor. Daily I'm constrained to be. And let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. You know, we're so prone to wander as believers. And you know what? None of us. You can sit there and go, well, at least it's not me. We get, we kind of have that attitude like, yeah, my brother's wandering. At least it's not me wandering, God. You know, he's, he's just, you know, he's always been that wanderer type of guy, you know. We are all very capable of being the one wandering outside the fold because we're all prone to wander. And the focus should be on the grace of God, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. God, your goodness, may your goodness draw me back. And as we're dealing with those people that we know that are wandering tonight, you know, let them see the goodness of God in your life. Let them see in the kind, be kind. Let the kindness of God speak to them. You know, come with humility because we're all very capable of doing that. And see if you, if God wants to use you to help turn that sinner back, that brother back to himself tonight. Yeah, I mean, you can get involved 
and it could be right at the, the perfect moment where you turn that person right before they make a huge mistake like yeah. not just like playing around and doing stupid things but you could you know it says cover a multitude of sins it's not just talking about it's not throwing a blanket over sin it's not what what it means and that's never what it means in the bible it's like here, here's all the sin that you committed we don't care about it throw it you know the sin was paid for on the cross covering a multitude of sins has to do with your <laughs> think about the sins that those people won't commit because you got involved because you interceded for them on your knees in prayer for them and you stepped into the mess you know to quote a Sky Park song, jump in the mess. <laughs> I love it. He's like, that's what God does. Why can't we? Yeah. And um, tonight we're closing out the, the night with a great song, Captives Come Home. And it's a great picture of what we're talking about tonight. Talking about pulling captives by the hand and leading them back home. That's just a great, it's a great song. And I hope you enjoy it to, to end the night and to end the James series. So thanks for sticking around with us for 10 episodes. Stick around for many, many more right here on The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Music, truth, real, period.